to Resting Witch Face, your one-stop haunt for uh, everything spooky, bitchy, and more. That was flawless. I forgot what I... I it's fine. I dipped out my sentence. We're here and, um, you know. I'm um, Branch Gobi. I'm Bailey Bennett. And this is our special Stranger Things 2-centric episode. So is is it truly being marketed as, like... Stranger Things 2. Yeah, yeah. like it's like a movie. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, Second season, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I know we're we're a few weeks out from the release, so hopefully you've all been able to listen to the whole season at this point. Um, this is actually, I guess, the first time that we're doing one of these types of episodes, but it's something that we kind of hope to do from the beginning of this podcast because we're both huge TV and film fans, yes. and we want to be able to talk about some like spooky, monster-related um, television and television shows and films. And this one seems like a perfect starting place. 100%. And we also figured it'd be kind of a nice way of breaking up the, the weekly routine of our regular mm-hmm. segments and also, you know, break the routine for you and for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm bored. Of I know. This Just kidding. <laughs> no, we love it so much. This is our favorite. Um, thing to do. I, I am really excited to talk about this because I, I am a huge stranger things fan. Yes. And I, well, I honestly think that you might be one of the few people I know who doesn't love it as much as I do, which I think will make for a more interesting conversation. Yes. And I would just like to say that it's not that I don't like it because I do, Mm -hmm. but I am, it's not like we're having a dialogue about like, is it good or bad? Right. We can all, we can all agree that it's good. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. So, um, I'm just going to go through, so I kind of have a little, roadmap prepared for us about how we're going to have a discussion about this because there's obviously so so much there that we could talk about Mm -hmm. um but just to give you a little overview um we're going to kind of just start talking about the plot and story development of of this season um and then kind of go into character development of existing characters and what we thought of like the new characters that they introduced this season we're going to talk a little bit about that episode episode seven um because you know it's we know it's been a little polarizing. Um, we're gonna briefly go over kind of our favorite and least favorite things about this season and close it out debating whether we thought season one or season two was kind of the better season of the show so far. Um, so I guess, well, really to start it off, I kind of want to hear like we haven't actually really talked about it that much. No, we haven't. I watched at all. so I I watched it the day that it came out and then again after that and oh, I've seen it twice. I it's like I haven't seen every up I, I watched most of the episodes a second okay. time. Um I I was I was obsessed from from go. Um but you watched it a little bit a little bit later than I did. So I, did. I kind of wanted to just hear like your your first impressions and and what you thought of it as a whole. I'm trying to think of what to say so I don't just repeat myself later okay. in terms of your I and very well thought out roadmap. Thank you for doing mm-hmm. that. Um, I I enjoyed it. I th- I think that I really 
I don't know how to say so giving. I, I liked it more than the first season. Okay. And I found that... I did too, so... Cool, great. <laughs> kind and of if, gives away, but... Well, whatever. Um, we can talk about this more in depth later. I, I just... I I like the character growth, and mm-hmm. I found it just... I think it's just with anything, when you have... You, when you dedicate a whole first season or first movie to people not knowing what's going on, mm-hmm. that it's nice when you can like be in it and be like, we know what this is going on, and yeah. let's delve deeper into it. Yeah, it was nice it that it picked up like kind of in the middle of the action already. Mm-hmm. Like they definitely took an episode or two to like get back into things, but there wasn't like the necessary exposition and like yes. all the, all the stuff that you have to kind of do in a first season. Although I still completely loved season one as well, but uh, yeah, I thought this was an incredibly strong season and I, I do think that it lived up to a lot of people's expectations because obviously there was a lot of hype and build up after oh, yeah. people were so in love with the first season. Like, and I think a lot of times when a show gets held to those kind of standards before it's even come out, like it's, it's really easy to be disappointed. And I, I personally really was not disappointed in it. Um, I think it, it really ad- adequately explored the worlds that they showed us in the first season. Um, although the one thing I'll say in terms of how it relates to monsters and and spooky stuff, which we love, I don't really feel like I know anything. This is something that my roommate actually brought up then. So I can't, I can't take credit for this, but he said, I don't feel like I know anything really more about the upside down now than I did at the end of last season. No, that's actually one of my biggest complaints is Mm -hmm. that, or, or not so much complaints more about like desires for the future seasons Mm -hmm. is that like, if we're going to stick with this upside down mm-hmm. world, we need to actually... We need to spend time there. Yeah, and like learn more about it and not yeah. just be like, Barb! Right, exactly. Well, okay. <laughs> we're, we're, I'm just going to get into it. I thought that was actually one of the things that I didn't love about this season, that they spent so much time trying to appease fans with justice for Barb, that I was like... I don't, I don't get it. I don't care. Like, I liked her in the first season, and I think they were totally responding to... I mean, we live in a world now where like the creators of a show know exactly how fans feel about every choice that they made. Mm-hmm. And they decided to really lean into that. And like, I, yes, I understand that like there needed to be some kind of closure for her and there, or there should have been, I guess, because it's, it was, it was annoying to me that like a girl disappeared and there was no, yeah. They didn't spend any time showing like what happened to her family or like were people looking for her? Did people care that she died? But also like did we care that much? I, I don't know. I guess when I first watched the first season, it wasn't that long after it came out, but I knew about this whole Justice for Barb. So mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, who's this bitch going to be? And, I, yeah. and it was kind of like, oh, she's kind of this minor character. Yeah, she's very minor. But God, nominated, for, nominated for an Emmy. I know, that was that was too much. Like no disrespect to the actress who played her, but no. like... She did a great, she, I mean, I think she played the part really well and I think people loved her because she was like so relatable and they just yeah. hated seeing a character like that killed off so quickly. But at the same time, like, yeah, I think she had like seven minutes of screen time, you know? And I, I understand that like some, I definitely saw a lot of comments that people were like, who lived in the eighties and were in high school in the eighties were like, I dress just like Barb. So yeah. I think that there was like right. some of that. I just, I never really got on the Barb bandwagon. Yeah. So it, it, the the amount of time dedicated to kind of Nancy and Steve, mostly Nancy, mm-hmm. feeling really guilty about Barb's death. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it narratively made sense, but it's also like, mm-hmm. I didn't need that. Yeah. What I will say, 
the one thing I was thrilled that we got rid of, which I is my biggest qualm about any sort of kidnapping or missing mm-hmm. child is the wailing mother. Oh, just yeah. being going, where's my son? I mean, we kind of got rid of that. I like well, that's one of my that's one of my criticisms also is that it was like the storyline for Winona Ryder's character and mm-hmm. for Noah Schnapp who plays Will Byers is like it was he wasn't missing but he was sick so it was like she was still just being like what's going on with my boy and it's like give Winona <laughs> Ryder something else to do like she can do anything yeah I I actually th- I, I I agree with you but I also think that I think that she was given meteor stuff yeah. this season and she wasn't painted as someone who was like totally crazy totally. and it was nice that they gave her a relationship like I liked that <laughs> aspect of it too <laughs> oh justice for Bob like <laughs> we, well, well we can talk about that in a second as he's one of the new characters but yeah I liked I liked that aspect as well that she was she was less crazy mm-hmm. everything was a little bit less crazy yeah and I just felt like she I just felt like that character I mean, I have a lot of thoughts about the kind of interplay between the adult mm-hmm. characters and the children characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we're not just following the roadmap. That's just, okay. Like, talk. okay. Well, we are. We're going to talk about okay. characters okay. next. Okay. Okay. I guess like well, what we were talking about now is is like plot in general. So all of this is kind of yeah. related. I mean, I yeah, just going to finish up that thought. I, I did. I really enjoyed Winona. I enjoyed Winona Ryder in the first season, but I enjoyed her even more in the second season because I felt that there was less of the hysterical like mom character. Yeah. Um, in terms of, I'm, I'm actually trying to think. Like in terms of the overall plot, I mean, obviously Will was still having flashbacks, or what he thought were flashbacks, the upside down, but were in fact actually mm-hmm. um, him kind of entering and re-entering the upside down. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting. I thought that him getting inhabited by the smoke monster, mm-hmm. especially because like an exorcism. He, yeah, like yeah. that. That was pretty great. And I mean, there were some predictable things. Mm-hmm. Like I when he he was like, oh, I know how to kill it. I was like, that's going to be a trap, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were, um, there were a lot of things I loved and a lot of things I struggled with, with the plot, but things that I think they needed to do, like separating the kids, like the yes. fact that Eleven was gone for so much of the show was tearing me up inside. Like I couldn't wait for the reunion, but I understand why they did it. Yes. And I think especially if you watch it in one sitting, like you did. Yeah you do have that gratification yeah. for someone who watched it kind of episode by episode. I definitely found myself getting to a point where I was like, okay, we've established that she's still alive. Mm-hmm. We're given kind of a pretty flimsy reason why she like, like she went to the upside down and then kind of came right back out. I know. But then was like, Oh, gotta be hidden. Right. Um, I just think it was so clear from like the first episode that she was going to escape from the house that she lived in with Hopper. Yeah. And it was like, just let her do it. Like let her go on her journey. Like let's get this over with and yeah. get her back here. Like it was just, I felt like they were taking a long time with they, it. They definitely took a long time with it. And I think especially it, it, it felt to me like if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're, well, if you're going to respond to fan desires, what fans mm-hmm. want to see, they want to see 11 and they don't want to yeah. see 11 just like, in a house, like right. kind of eating waffles and getting mad at her police yeah. pseudo dad. Right. Which also, I had a very hard time with that relationship. And really? I, okay, wait, let's just go into characters because okay. that's what we were talking about. Because I. Oh, I loved it. Did I forget? Like, did they have a relationship in the first season? I mean, they they do in like the, the end of the season where they're like in the school and they're trying to yeah. communicate with Will and they like create the the bath for her and like they're all kind of in it together at that point like he's definitely he's in it and he I think what it is is that he 
obviously sees like his own daughter in her and feels like a very yes. protectiveness over her. But they didn't have no, they didn't have like a very super yeah. like super one on one close relationship in the first season. And so I I get the kind of like I forget is his daughter dead or she just yeah lived? she's dead okay <laughs> obviously I was thinking <laughs> that's kind of like a major point for his character is that his yeah. daughter died of we don't know we, okay what. so we don't we don't know but All right, maybe that's maybe it, that's, she she got sick like she died okay. in the hospital so that I understand but there was a certain dynamic at a certain point I think there was, it was the episode where like she really wanted to like leave mm-hmm. and he was being and he was like 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 stop lying to me mm-hmm. and he was being kind of just like an asshole to it was her. a little like domineering and a it little, felt like a little creepy but mm-hmm. like are you like holding like why are you like holding her against I know her well will? he was doing it for her own protection yeah. supposedly but I will also say that like had she been a normal girl that wouldn't have been the appropriate amount of force to use against her but like knowing that your you know adopted pseudo adopted daughter is like a fucking superhero who could probably like crush you if she yes. decided to like it's, it makes it like a little bit more okay that it was he was kind of a little bit more forceful with her um no but i do agree that he's definitely he's definitely a you know a little bit of an aggressive character a little bit of a hothead but yeah. i i also think that um david harbour who plays hopper is uh, one of the best parts of the show like such, he's very good such a versatile actor yeah. and like i really feel for him and yeah there were just a couple moments that i just felt a little uncomfortable where i was like eh, this is still a mm-hmm. grown-ass man and child no i get that interaction yeah um in terms of other like existing characters i will say that unfortunately i think mike went through a little bit of his like emo phase just being Mm -hmm. sad that Eleven wasn't there and like he didn't have too much to do this season after being kind of like the star of the first season and I loved him so much that I was like disappointed with that in this season although I understand why it had to happen yeah narratively understand I think maybe maybe that's also kind of part of the kind of frustration with with, it wasn't only that Eleven was separate from the group Mm -hmm. is that like Mike was sulking about how Eleven was separate from the group yes and but what I will say is that I was very impressed with what's the actor's name who plays Will? Finn Wolford. He. Oh, sorry, incre- Will. Yeah. Sorry, Noah Schnapp. Was incredible. Mm-hmm. And actually, Amazing. there were some, there were some scenes where I was like completely blown away with his the depth of mm-hmm. emotion that he was able to get to. Yes. Um, and I think that's a big reason why people love Stranger Things is because all the child actors are amazing. But the, they're amazing. I was I was just so surprised that someone who was a very very integral to the plot of the first season was wasn't really around. Yeah. Because he was just in the upside totally. down. So when he became became a main character in the second season, I was like, oh, is he gonna be good? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit, he's yeah. like very very good. He's very good, and he's like fucking thirteen years old. It's crazy. Yeah. But then also the fact that. Mike or Finn Wolford wasn't like at the forefront of the season meant that we got more time with Dustin and Lucas as well yes. and got to learn more about their home lives and like their I families. And I really loved that. They're both incredible as well, especially like Gaten Matarazzo who plays Dustin was given so much more to do. And mm-hmm. he was, he's so, so likable and so lovable and so funny and cute and like a great comic relief for Absolutely. this. Absolutely. And I think that, sorry. No, it's fine. Go ahead. I, just, I also think that the whole dart plot line mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. hands of a less capable child actor would have just been annoying. And yeah. then like, well, this clearly baby Demogorgon like killed your cat and right. like you're hiding it and like you're lying to your friends. Right. But I think because Dustin is such a lovable and likable character. Mm-hmm. And also I, I forgot how much that they swear in it. <laughs> they didn't swear it really in the first season. Oh, oh. That was like a thing that they convinced the, the Duffer brothers who Duffer brothers who are the creators of stranger things. Um, 
the kids kind of convinced them to allow them to swear this season and they oh, swore really? yeah they swore a lot they swore a lot so yeah. i'm taking it back but like i liked it because i think especially as a kind of prepubescent teen you know you're coming into yourselves and that often I mean, yeah i sure as hell was swearing a fuck ton absolutely not in front of my parents but i, I just love the Right. The scene where he's like running out of the house. And like, he's shit, like, shit, yeah. shit, 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 shit. Yeah, I was like, so good. Yep, that's, I love that. Yeah. Um, and I also love his relationship with Steve. And I love oh, Steve yeah. in every way. St- Steve is also a character I felt like was really redeemed in the second oh, season. Oh my God. Think, Incredibly so. He's know, become like the star of the season. He was a character that really got in the way in the first season. You're mm-hmm. kind of like, ugh, like with Nancy and mm-hmm. Jonathan. Yep. Um, who I thought were. Yeah. Also equally as good in the second season. I mean, I mean, I was rooting for their relationship. Like I'll totally admit obviously it. we all were. Yeah. And I mean the, the, the only scene that I that Nancy was bothering me was the, what the scene when she was drunk and she was kind of like, yeah, it wasn't bullshit. Yeah. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. It was, it was kind of a poorly written drunk scene. Yeah. And th- that's the thing is like, I think that the sentiment of what she was saying to uh, Steve in that moment was what they needed to hear. It's like, mm-hmm. she doesn't actually love him. No, and no, like, no. it's, whatever yeah but i thought it was just pretty poorly written that she, like the only thing that she could say was like it's bullshit I know. barb is dead and it's bullshit right it's which like, is like kind of reminiscent of like how you actually sound when you're super drunk true but it just it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't played out super well no but um i i've seen like there's a lot of like memes and stuff going around about the season but i saw one that was like season one like Steve isn't good enough for Nancy. Like season two, Nancy isn't good enough for Steve. Oh well, because Steve becomes like such a like babysitter mom of all these kids. Yeah, and it's like the best. I love seeing him like that, and he's he's playing it so well. And the the creators have talked about how they kind of saw him in the first season as like being the bad guy, like being that kind of irredeemable character in a lot of ways. But then like when they once they had cast him, and they were like creating that season they were like okay he's actually kind of not that Mm -hmm. and like he's so much he's so much more than that and people are gonna like him so much more than that that they decided to kind of go in a different direction with that character which is why getting into new characters this season which is why they brought in billy i guess i'm not a fucking fan i i'm so confused about that character yeah Yeah. i actually think that that's one of my biggest qualms this season Mm -hmm. is it was very clear right from the get-go that he was supposed to be the teenage villain. Mm-hmm. But he got in the way in a very strange... Like, yeah. he was so mean to Max, yep. who also not a huge fan of. Not a... Nope. But we'll get to that. Yep. But mean in, in a like, kind of like a psychopathic way, but yeah. then like we see him getting abused by his yeah. father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a very... like. I'm not gonna lie, a very strange scene that I was really confused by because, well, first of all, that actor, Will Chase, is mm-hmm. um, who plays the stepfather, is like a famous Broadway actor. And like, okay. He, I was, when he kind of, he was on Smash okay. in Nashville. Uh-huh. Um, and so when he showed up, I was like, oh, like, that's cool that he's on the show. But it was like a very, for, for me, it was a strange cameo. And then also just to be like, like randomly calls him a fag. And I know. like, so then I was like, oh, is he supposed to be gay i don't i don't don't think think so so. i think what they were trying to do and what i can kind of appreciate about it is that when you first meet that character and for much of the season you kind of don't understand why he is the way that he is and the and he's i felt that he was acting so cruel towards his sister that i was expecting i was expecting one of them to have powers or something Mm. there for there to be some kind of supernatural 
ness behind some actual reason that they're there yes <laughs> like i was like why are you here like why are you acting this way to each other like there's got to be another explanation and then I, when it came out that it was just like no this is just the result of having an abusive parent and like yeah. what that actually does to a kid i thought that was kind of powerful to see like th- there is evil in the world that exists purely from humans and not from a scary shadow monster that lives in the upside down. That is like the oh, word that, yeah. you know, like your worst nightmare might be that shadow monster, but in reality, people's, a lot of people's worst nightmares are their own father. Yes. And like that, I thought that was kind of what they were trying to do with it. That makes sense. I, it just then confused me then why, like what his motivations were then towards yeah. the last episode yeah, where he was like attacking Steve yeah. and like, like he was so hell bent on getting Max back that he was like going to like injure other, it just didn't make sense. Right. Well, I think they, so then I think they tried to use that moment to make you like Max, which I don't think worked because I think what they were trying to do was like, Oh, look at her, like stand up to her brother, like, and, and protect everyone. Like, don't you like her now? But it was like, Mm -hmm. will like Billy was never like a real threat to me. Like, and he just came out of nowhere to like attack Steve that I didn't really care. I like, I, I was disappointed not not in not in Sadie Sink's performance who plays Max like I think she also is is a really great like child Agreed. actor or young actress um but I just think they they clearly know how to make you like these kids mm-hmm. and it's like they did it for me in like a second in the first season with all the rest of the kids on the show why is it that you had an entire season with this new character and you still couldn't make me like her well I think of something the fact that she's brought in and I, I appreciate the fact that they're trying to bring in a another female character mm-hmm. totally and especially that you're playing around with again prepubescent boys who are gonna have crushes and but the thing about the fact that she was like she was like a tomboy mm-hmm. but she was also like kind of a bitch mm-hmm. and sorry it feels weird calling a 13 year old a bitch but i know but like <laughs> but you know she, she wasn't that nice she was but annoying like, and she was mean she a was lot mean of the and time. like but, and it was like oh like do we want her in the group but does she even like want to be friends with us but like right I, I think that was the issue was the interplay of like it'd been one thing if she she was this new girl in town and she was really cool and like got along with them mm-hmm. and like uh lucas and Dun- uh duncan dustin both mm-hmm. had a crush on her right. and so it was, like like that, that kind of love triangle like made sense yeah I hated, I hated how they used her as the reason that like Eleven doesn't talk to Mike in that one scene when she comes back to the school and she sees her with him in the gym. I hated that, that they were like pitting the girls against each other for no reason when it was like, clearly nothing is happening. Like, and like Eleven is as much as they're young kids and they probably would react in that kind of petty way because they like, that's what happens when you're fucking 12. But I just like, didn't believe I, I didn't believe that Eleven would be jealous of that girl. Like she, no. and I, then, I thought it was funny when she like meets her at the end and she just kind of ignores her. Like, Oh, see like that. I was also just like, I think that was an opportunity where like, it's like, if you actually like want this character to stick around yeah. and especially because there was whole things about like, she's not a part of the, what the party or what do they call mm, it? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And it was just kind of like, it was like, well, if you're not even letting the characters integrate her into their group, how are you expecting us to want her to be there? Exactly. Yeah. And she was so skeptical. Like I feel like they could, there was an opportunity there to make her, to to bring her into the group, and be a functioning member. And yeah. instead, it was just like she's right. kind of a, like an outsider, right? Like mean and have a few episodes where 
you're not sure if she's going to become a part of it. Like she's being annoying and they're being annoying and like they're frustrated with each other because that's how kids act. But then let there be more of a change of heart. Like even once she's hanging out with them and she's helping them, she's still kind of being like standoffish. And it was like, I didn't love it. Wasn't a fan. And I think it didn't help matters that we're used to seeing the dynamic of 11 being with the group. Yeah. And so now to have like a replacement female Mm -hmm. role that is like not as nice and not as fun. I mean, I think there's totally the, the potential to make her work, and mm-hmm. I think maybe she can totally work in the next season. Um, but I just, yeah, I felt like they could have given done, done her justice. Yeah, felt a like a missed more. opportunity. Yeah, but then just real quick, the last, the last new main character is clearly Sean Astin Bob. as Bob Newby, who was so so adorable. But I will, I have to admit that the first time I watched watched the season, I was hell-bent on the fact that Bob was going to turn out to be evil. Mm. Like, I was convinced 100% that he had, like, shown up out of nowhere. I was like, who is this guy? Like, he's shady. Why is he with Winona? Like, he's clearly trying to, like, spy on the family, and, like, he's going to be evil. Yeah. And then when that didn't turn out to be the case, I was kind of just, like, confused about what his character was. And then, like, sad that he died. But, like, going back and watching it the second time, I was like, oh, actually, he's just genuinely a really sweet guy. And, like, it's really and dies in like the most horrific way. I, I, I had similar thoughts and for me it was either, okay, he's either going to be evil or he's kind of a pawn just to have a major death on the show. So when his character did die, it made sense narratively, but I was also like, okay, you introduced his character. I think they didn't want to kill off any of their Mm -hmm. existing main characters, but they like needed to have like a Barb esque totally major death. But then I was surprised that they got Sean Astin to do that. So that's that's kind of why I thought he. Yeah, would... but he, I feel like he's the exact level of famous I would expect. For I a guess, role but like, that. like for a for like a sci-fi fantasy show, yeah. everyone in that community like knows him and loves him. And so yeah. to me, I was kind of like, oh, I think they're going to give him more to do than just be I a really see. nice guy. Like that's why I thought he was going to gotcha. turn out to be a villain. Well, especially because they're clearly setting up for Joyce and Hopper to get you together. You think? I. Totally Totally think so. So, I I mean, I kind of, I almost feel like they're not going to go there with them. Like, I feel like they're, it feels like a more platonic relationship to me. Well, I think especially that one, like the last scene where they're sharing the cigarette. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I always got the sense that they were building up to that. But I, I, I totally get, I, I mean, there's been a million clues to, to <laughs> why can't I speak? There have been a million clues to suggest that. But I would, I would kind of love if they if they recognized that this relationship was something other than romantic and it was that they were, they needed to be there for each other in, mm-hmm. in a different way, but it's entirely yeah. possible that it's going to grow into that. And what I will say is that I think that there should be more relationships like that on television. Yes. Honestly, the only platonic, truly platonic male, female relationship I can think of like straight male, female relationship I can think of on TV that never even has a glimpse of romantic interest from either side mm-hmm. is uh, Stabler and Benson on mm-hmm. Modern SVU. I think there's a glimpse. I think there's a glimpse of of them. Of like like nothing ever happens between them. I think, but I think there is a little bit of tension. Oh, of course, but like they actively like people are like yes. oh like yes yes didn't you two ever fuck and they're like she'll be like he's my best friend like and I don't know I get that I mean there's also like Buffy and Giles but that's kind of a that's Ugh. that has a lot more to do with age that's and, more father like, daughter right although you know there's plenty of oh I know online fanfic yeah let's not get into that ew and now I'm thinking of Stranger Things fanfic yeah. and I feel uncomfortable that's another thing about <laughs> about Stranger Things and the fandom that surrounds it is that 
it's very weird because these kids really are so young and people are really weirdly yep. over-sexualizing okay. them. I have a huge issue with this. And it, I it's wasn't horrible. sure I wasn't sure when we were going to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it now. Is yeah. that I feel so strongly that the way that the public is treating these children yeah. is really fucking weird. From, from the fact that people are like, oh my God, look how Millie... Bobby Brown, is that her name? Mm-hmm. Is so grown up. Yeah. Like, oh, like, she's, like, so fashionable and, like, blah, blah, blah. Which, no, is like, that's she's, great. She's still 13. She, I, yeah. She's not all grown up. She's no. still a child. A BB. Little BB. So, hold, like, pump the brakes. I mean, like, she isn't, like, she dresses so well. Like, her style is amazing, but. But you, and you can still be like, wow, like, what an amazingly, like, well-dressed kid without mm-hmm. being like, she's all grown up. And no. it's like. It's not. Mm, she's, she's not. She's, like, she's, barely hit puberty. She's not. Then also the number of um, interviews, like clips of interviews I've seen where like on like Jimmy Kimmel or like whatever, or Jimmy Fallon, someone named Jimmy, mm-hmm. interviewing with them where they'll be like, oh, like you can read or like, how is it? Yeah. Like, and they're like, I'm a lot, like. They're 15. Like, yeah, like, like Gayton and Finn, I'm pretty sure are like 15. I think Noah's like 13 still, like, cause he's, he's the little yeah. one. So, but... I, so it actually kind of goes both ways where like, either they're like weirdly like sexualizing them or uh-huh. they're being like, Oh, like pat on the head, like totally like welcome to being a, a person. Right. But that's what I love about the show is that like the creators of the show recognize that you could work with actors that young and you could mm-hmm. push them to do the things that yeah. they push them to do and realize that they're completely capable. They're incredibly mm-hmm. talented and like they can do this. Yeah. But I do agree. It's like such, it's such a weird but I, like, cause then I, I'm like, like Millie, I'm pretty sure it was on the cover of like Vanity Fair looking gorgeous and like co- totally like dressed up and dolled up. And it's like, should she, is that too much? Like, is like, cause I think she's deserving of all the fame that she's getting completely. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't, I don't really know where to draw the line in terms of like, what's too sexualized for them. I think it would like, she should be able to be on the cover of Vanity Fair. People mm-hmm. just shouldn't be weird about it. It's really what it and is. And that's the thing. It's more about the headlines that try and gear it towards, again, saying they're all grown up or like, wow, like they're so, don't equate them with being adults. Right. You can equate with them with being smart, talented, Cap- capable children mm-hmm. or teenagers, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's been, it's what happens in Hollywood for years, it's, but also then like someone like Miley Cyrus would get shamed for showing and like exposing right. a shoulder and being like such a slut. Right. And yet we're like talking about like this 13 year old and how hot she is. It's weird. I know. And also I saw this, um, this person had, I'm sorry, I don't know any of the actors' names. Um, Which one? Um, Mike. Finn Wolford. Finn Wolford. And it was these two clips of this, whoever filmed it was like, in like kind of like a sea of people like trying to get his attention like as he's like going into an apartment building or something Mm -hmm. and like being like it's so ridiculous that this like that he like won't like acknowledge his oh yeah there was a whole controversy about that and like other stars came to his defense being like they they have to live their lives like they can't come talk to every fan who like wants to see them at all times like he's trying to just like get into his apartment like you're a grown-ass person who's like harassing a child child. like can you fucking imagine yeah this disgusting. No, I totally agree. And it's one of, it's, it's really unfortunate that that has to be a a part of, of the show's fandom. And I think for the most part, like fans are not like that. Like, I think, I I do think people are like respectful of their age and just like love them for the characters that they play and like the job that they're doing on the show. But like, I, I think we, in our lifetime, there aren't a ton of shows that showcase kids this young in the way that this 
show does. So people don't necessarily know how know, to like act, but, but they should. But it's also, it's a show about kids being kids. Right. Right. <sighs> they're not in the show. They're not, I don't think they are over-sexualized or no. like made to be more grown up than they are. Like they're truly acting like children. They're mm-hmm. acting their age, which is totally appropriate and what should be happening. I, at least they have kids on the show who are like the older kids, like Nancy and Jonathan and Steve, mm-hmm. who are like, those actors are 20 or 25 years old. Like, I mean, I'm not saying like go sexualize those people instead, but oh. it's like, like those characters have the more like grown up storylines and yes. they're being played by adult actors, which is, which is fine. It's just mm-hmm. like the kids who are playing the kids are actually kids. So yeah. Let them be kids. Leave the kids alone. Yeah. I mean, regardless, they're, these kids are going to grow up a lot faster than we did yes. doing what they're doing. But absolutely. Um, yeah. So that was, that was just a little digression. A little segue. But not segue. Nope. That's the wrong use of the word. That's okay. Um, <laughs> moving on. I do want to talk about episode seven, the lost sister. Okay. I don't understand the controversy of it. So please enlighten me. Oh, okay. I mean, there's not, it's, it's not a controversy in terms of the content of the episode. It's just people really don't like it. Why? I mean, I do think it's, a, it's, they tried something different with the style of the episode. It's a bottle episode. Mm-hmm. It follows Eleven only, and it shows her in this world that's completely separate from the world that we've known on Stranger mm-hmm. Things. And I think people are just really questioning whether it was necessary or whether it was done well at all. Like, if it was really something that, it was really a part of her journey that we needed to see, or if, like, all these characters that they tried to introduce just, like, didn't really work. And, like, I mean... Overall, like, resoundingly, people yeah. don't really like the episode. I saw that. And, I mean, personally, I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm sure you're about to say it. Mm-hmm. I found it kind of refreshing because okay. it was a break from the pace mm-hmm. of what's only done. And also think that the frustration of, like, oh, we're not seeing Eleven do anything. Right. Now she's out in the world. She's figuring out more about who she is and, like, what where she comes from. I mean... And I, and I felt like some characters would float in and out. I guess it wasn't in the same context that we're, we're used to seeing them. But for me, like, it, I found it very unoffensive. Like, it wasn't okay. like, oh, my God, this is the best episode of the season. I was like, okay, cool. Right. But I remember seeing, like, be like, oh, like, episode seven is, like, so, mm-hmm. um, like, people really don't like it. And right. after watching, I was like, oh, that's the episode they were talking about? Like, right. I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it necessarily deserved, like, the treatment that it got. Like, it definitely was not that offensive to me at all but I wouldn't I wouldn't really argue that like I don't think that we weren't seeing 11 like it wasn't like 11 was doing nothing all season like she was doing stuff she was it's just that for me it just right it's for me it just added to the frustration of like her still not reuniting with the group like her Mm -hmm. still being off on her own like it was just it felt so like so separate to me from the rest of the story. And like, I understand what they were trying to do. And I think a lot of pieces of that storyline were important and like, were important to her character development. But I also think they could have just been integrated into the rest of the season. Like I didn't think there needed to be a standalone episode, especially in a season where you only have nine episodes to try to introduce an entire, like new cast of characters, a new setting, like a new kind of style of storytelling in one episode was kind of strange to me. And like, I didn't feel like there was much of a, like, and they also tried to open the season with them, which I thought was weird. I knocked the microphone over. Um, well, that's 
what actually I thought kind of for me justified having that because we did have this glimpse of well, it. Well, I think and we they were, were trying like, to do that. Oh, like what? Right. We're, we're going to find out more about this later as opposed to. I just didn't think they earned it enough. I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. And I will say that normally standalone episodes really, really irritate me. I'm yeah. trying to think of what there, there was a show that does it a lot and I can't think of what it is. I don't I watched know. How I Met shows. Your Mother definitely did it. Like that last season of How I Met Your Mother. Did oh you? my God. Like I was ready to, I, I couldn't. But it's like, but because I think the reason that fans don't like it is because it feels like it's just a distraction from the main season. And they're just like, okay, like get along, like get on with the story mm-hmm. already. Like I want to see what else happens. And this was just like, oh my God, it's a fucking roadblock that I cannot deal with. And I, and I know that they wanted to show you kind of like, Eleven harnessing her powers and like figuring out kind of what she could do with them. But it was like, they gave you like a three minute scene of her of eight being like, okay, like focus your anger. It's like, okay, like cool. (laughs) Well, I wonder, do you think it would be more effective if she had spent less time cooped up in the house with Hopper and maybe more time on the run? Yes. I think, or I just think they should have sprinkled throughout the season. Yeah. I think they just should have like kickstarted her journey a little bit quicker just like had that move a little bit quicker and had her yeah yeah, if there were like a few scenes with her hanging out with those people fine but like i didn't need a whole episode about it i i wanted her to reunite with i mean i i I liked how they did the reunion but like i didn't want to wait until the last episode for it like i was fucking yeah i kind of felt like i really my interest was peaked in those last two episodes same oh i actually watched the last episode twice yeah to be like prepared. I think I might have fallen asleep during the first time. It's a great episode. I mean, those the, those last two. Well, because yeah. it was like, oh, we're finally getting to the meat of it, as opposed to kind of dancing right. around. What yeah, I is. think a lot of the a lot of the season leading up to it did feel a little bit like you could tell where they were going with it, and you were just waiting for them to get there. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you want to talk about like? kind of what what your favorite things or favorite thing about the season was and kind of your least favorite thing? I don't know if I have a favorite or least favorite. I thought it was very well done. I thought it continued. I think it did a really good job of honoring the original material of the mm-hmm. first season with and c- keeping it going forward without um, compromising what they'd already set up. Mm-hmm. I still just feel like, as we mentioned before, I feel like we don't really know anything more about the Upside Down. And mm-hmm. I actually felt a lot of the kind of behind the scenes we saw in the laboratory. I was like, we've already seen this. Right. Just with an evil guy in charge as yeah. opposed to like maybe a nice guy in charge. Right. And then it was like, okay, we were introduced to smoke monster, which is like terrifying. Yeah. But like the Demogorgons are still the only other creatures that we like right. deal with. Like, it, it felt like it was like kind of one step forward, two steps back in terms of yeah. establishing what the world is. And especially with the kind of the cliffhanger ending, it was yeah. like, so it's like, are we ever really going to, I feel like they need to like go really further into the upside down and figure out like ex- like delving into like what it is, or they need to like find a new supernatural yeah thing that in- involves these characters, which right. also could also could backfire. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I I think my favorite part about the season was like the new the new relationships that were formed and like Mm -hmm. the new kind of couplings, not romantic couplings that they Mm -hmm. experimented with that I think worked really well. Like I, I loved the relationship between Hopper and Eleven. Like I thought it was really touching and real. Um, I loved the relationship between Dustin and Steve. And that was like a very, you know, like unexpected pairing. Like you wouldn't really see those two characters together. And I thought it made for really good comedy and really good relationship development and things Mm -hmm. like that. 
as, as much as Mike didn't get a ton of screen time, like those kind of one-on-ones that he had with Will, I thought were mm-hmm. really, really well done where they kind of talked about how they're both struggling and they're going to get through it together yeah. and things like that. Um, I thought those were really, really well done. Um, and I agree that I, I, I mean, I loved the season, but I do in a, in a way feel like we did take a step back a little bit. Um, because just because of where the last season left off, we knew we were going to be in the throes of conflict because Mm -hmm. it was like 11 was gone. Like we knew that there was something still wrong with Will. Like we knew there was all this stuff that we were going to have to get through in this season before we could kind of move on, which I think is, could honestly be setting us up for a really great season three, because like as much as there was a like, I don't, I wouldn't say that this season ended on a cliffhanger. Like I think, I think they wrapped up pretty much everything Mm -hmm. they needed to wrap up, but they just wanted to kind of give you a reminder that things were not perfect yet. Like they, the, the monster was, you know, it was a, they closed the door for now or the gate for now, but it's like that they haven't gotten rid of that threat yet. Like Mm -hmm. it's still looming, but it's not an immediate threat. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, I think the end of the last season, there was more of an immediate threat and more of an immediate, um, conflict they needed to resolve. So I'm kind of excited to see if the third season lets that lets them start off with like their first day of high school or like lets them let them be kids a little bit again, which was what I loved about the first season was just like seeing them play D and D in their basement mm-hmm. and like yeah. be children. And like for me, I just want to see the group back together again. I'm here for those kids. I want to adopt them and have them mm-hmm. be my own and hold them close to me forever but not in a sexual way not in a sexual way in a motherly way because they're incredible (laughs) but um yeah so I guess that was kind of like my complaint for this season but at the same time I really loved so many things about it and I can't wait for more yeah I'm very intrigued to see where things go with the story and I think that especially it's been renewed I think for like another couple seasons yeah they're definitely gonna do up to a season four yeah so I think it'll be interesting to see, to like watch the kids grow up more mm-hmm. um, and evolve as the actors evolve, which I think is always interesting and exciting. I mean, even mm-hmm. just between the first and second season, there's a lot of mm-hmm. maturation. Yeah. Um, We're going to have to wait a long time though. Yeah. And I also, I'm, I'm curious about why there's so few episodes. I know. Each season. I mean, there are eight in the first, nine in the second. Right. Well, I do think like, part of the reason that they're calling they're they're selling it as like stranger things stranger things too it like is kind of more like a film because yeah. they're because they're not called episodes they're called chapters of mm-hmm. a single story so i think they're they're t- telling an extended version of a of a film in this way yeah. um i think it's great that it gives them more freedom in that way but it also sucks that i watched the entire season in a f- one <laughs> fucking day and now i have to wait like probably two years to see more but but also wouldn't you rather wait longer and have it yeah I was thinking about that whenever someone gets like really irritated when a musical artist hasn't released a new mm-hmm. album. It's like they're working on it. It's like they're, <laughs> they're working trying on it to make it good. Like, I would rather someone take two or three years in between projects and have it really uphold. Yeah. I mean, with film and TV, it's you get more impatient, but yeah, honor the the material than. I mean, what took David Lynch fucking like twenty six years to do? I know Twin Peaks. The return. But. I know, but then at the same time, I think it builds up so many more expectations for what it's going to be. That if you were going to take like two years, true. like with fucking Game of Thrones, like they're taking their sweet time to get that Game last Thrones, season so. out. I know, I'm like hooked, and they know that you're. They know all their fans are hooked, so they're mm-hmm. just like, yeah, we'll put it out when we're damn ready. <laughs> I feel like with yeah, I just think Game, Game of Thrones, especially because they're what 
they're wearing down, right? No, I think they're they're what? Down. I don't, this I, is their I, last I made, season. I made up an expression. Um, Got it. They're winding down. Yes, this is their last season. But so we're... they, yeah, they especially can yeah. just take their take their time. Whereas, yeah, they own the world. So um, Stranger Things is still very much in the peak mm-hmm. prime of their early years. And I hope that it stays consistently good. I, yeah, me too. I think it will because it seems like they're really good people working on it. And yeah. I'm just, I feel very lucky that this is like the era of TV that we're living in right now i agree it's amazing so i think that's about it um i hope you guys liked this kind of discussion based episode i know that we didn't talk about anything haunted specifically (laughs) this week but um yeah didn't do our normal segments but again this is a format that we're interested in trying out not every week or even every other week but kind of you know every few weeks when when it when there's something that we want to talk about yeah when it feels relevant yeah and a opposed to we're also committed to keeping these episodes relatively short. I don't know how long this one has been, but yeah. um, it's about like the strength, the length of a normal perfect. episode for us. So, you know, we don't want to, even though we are rambling, we don't want to ramble too long. So right. it's important that we, to us that we, when something comes along, like stranger things that we uh, feel passionate talking about, there's another episode coming, a standalone episode coming soon about in a certain internet phenomenon mm. that you'll to yes. wait to hear about. But that um, one's quite haunted. So. That one's super haunted. That is the definition of haunted. But, uh, yeah. And please send us your thoughts to our podcast at gmail.com, mm-hmm. either about this episode, the standalone episodes, or... Stranger Things. Stranger Things. I want to talk to you about it. <laughs> um, and, or if you have any other haunted, spooky stories or things you want to share with us, and mm-hmm. always please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Yeah. But thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's been fun. Bye, Bye, bitches. bitches.